Hey, welcome to the show. My name's Aaron. And I'm James. And welcome to the Dads of Destiny podcast. Super pumped that y'all are hanging out with us today. But wait, that was a moment of silence for your Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James. I wouldn't say my Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> I'm just a LeBron fan. so It's all good. And in year 20, I didn't have expectations of finals or... Uh, MVP year or whatever so what he did far exceeded my expectations he just had coming off an injury needs off-season surgery so do you feel having realistic expectations saves you from heartbreak yeah do you feel that him getting swept hurts his legacy no because it wasn't in the final so people won't remember it I don't think I mean it was in the Western Conference Finals though but it's not the final so I feel like as weird as it sounds, had he made it to the finals and lost in any capacity, that would have been worse for him than what transpired. Gotcha, because then he would have been four and seven in yeah. the finals. I see what you're saying. So it's better for him to have, what is it, better to have loved and lost than to never have lost love or something like that, whatever that that uh, that saying I is. I think that's how the saying goes, but I don't get how it applies yeah. to that. <laughs> Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> yeah, but what does that have to do with LeBron losing in the finals? <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, uh, I actually did that because whenever I was playing Trials. Troll. Yeah, I was playing with I was playing Trials with, with some of the guys in the Discord this weekend, and they were like, dude, you should, you should totally do a moment of silence. I was like, I got you. <laughs> I was like, I'll make uh, it happen. I love you guys, but that was me. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm I'm all good. Yeah, it, hey, it is it, it is what it is. So we're definitely gonna talk some more NBA later. Let's get into some Destiny too, because Season of the Deep just launched. And uh, have you gotten Speaking to play it all? Of the Deep, Meg Meg Two's coming out in August four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about that movie. <laughs> Those are some off. <laughs> Those are some off podcast uh, jokes that we will tell y'all. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, <laughs> at a later date. Not on the podcast, though. <laughs> Join the Discord, play some video games with us, and uh, we'll talk about it there. So some incentives, yes, <laughs> entice the audience. <laughs> we'll just just say Meg, just say Meg it's like a, Megalodon and Alex Jones, and we'll 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 rehash the whole the whole <laughs> conversation. It's uh it's great because we were talking about like summer movies and stuff. So some good ones coming out this year. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Ninja Turtles, Across the Spider Verse. Oh, damn. Uh, heat. I know you're super excited about Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. Dude, okay, so what did the wife think of the birthday gift? Oh, she loved it. Good. Nice. 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 He, made, he made a really cool post for her, and then uh, got to help. We, we did some recording for it and everything else like that, and so I saw you splice it all together, looking all yes. fancy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not a big creative person, but she does a lot of stuff for a lot of people for um, like celebration. She'll get up the day before and like decorate the kitchen for, with like a birthday sign for everybody in our family. So I tried to do some of the stuff nice. she does for other people to kind of make her feel loved and appreciated. That's awesome. That's awesome. Which we're going to be cooking up some on Memorial Day, right? Are we yes, still sir. good? I think we're still good Woo. for that crawfish. Yeah. Excited about it. Well, because it's going to make the podcast next week. So when we talk about it. All that you can you can judge me on my spiciness and because <laughs> we had I had a bag from a previous crawfish boil that like leftovers 
Oh, so that's I'm, right. The, that that I made. I th- I don't. Whenever you said bag, I thought that you like went somewhere and somebody cooked like oh, a whole no, sack no. or a bag. So just some leftovers that you had from a previous time. So I'm excited to try the the real deal. Right. Try it fresh. So for those of you that don't know, who've never eaten crawfish before, this spi- <laughs> the spiciness comes from it's like it's like yeah, it, it like soaks into the crawfish on the boil, but it really comes from the outside of all the seasoning on the shell and then as you pull it out your fingers get really spicy and then it uh it's an experience it is it is and it's like a big southern family yeah thing and so and it's it's just the best i always love making it too and then now that i got a new pot so big boy yeah i could man i can cook it up in like 30 45 minutes compared to like two to three hours it used to take me dang have you had a batch with the the new one yeah i actually made the made the the that that first batch oh, okay. with uh um with the new pot and so it was it was good man it was a lot of fun and so destiny 2 season the deep as we talk about crawfish they got some fishing in there it's all about based around now how much of De- uh destiny 2 vanilla did you play so i played pretty consistently vanilla for probably a year okay i had gone by the time the expansions came out i think it was forsaken or something that first one that came out no, i had uh, gone by then so so there were two really bad ones <laughs> curse of osiris and okay, yeah, uh, war miss- mind i think i missed both of those okay you did yourself a favor <laughs> because they were not very good uh, escalation protocol was pretty cool but then- okay yeah i did i was around for escalation protocol i did enjoy that because there was a lot of good community stuff that went on during then just meeting yes. up with randoms and trying to cheese the encounters absolutely yeah because stuff it, like that in destiny is a lot of fun it is because especially on that one because it would be so difficult and then you could and there was there were certain guns that only dropped on certain days yeah and like that, that shotgun oh was that like kelos the, yeah. o, the og shotgun was so it was a good monster. it was a boss destroyer it was it was and i mean so everyone would get on during that time and then the other guns were, were okay i think there was a sniper rifle mm-hmm. the hand cannon that everybody hated immediate d- dismantle yeah absolutely like oh i got a god roll for I legendary care. shards <laughs> <laughs> i got a god roll of legendary shards is what i got exactly um but so did you follow? So in season of the deep now, have you have have you got to play it all yet or no? I haven't. No. Okay, so I got to play. Zelda's like, been watch. sucking up all my playtime. Watch out! And they have the so in in the uh, initial Destiny two, after you played for like you know three to six months or whatever, then you start like exploring everywhere on Titan. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you ever That's saw the water planet. Or it whatever. is the water okay. planet, yeah. Which is where I missed. I liked aesthetic, aesthetically that planet. Oh, then you're gonna love it. So because Titan's back. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So and that's where like the deep. It's not mm. the deep like darkness part. It's the deep like water. Samuel L. Jackson. Deep oh, blue, deep yep. blue sea. Oh my! Are we doing? A, <laughs> we're doing a shark episode today. Shark week. Yeah. <laughs> When I used to watch that movie all the I time. Did t- I loved that. It was, it was awful, but it was a great, just entertaining movie. It was. It was. Like, I it was like I still remember LL Cool J, like, trying to... He like was a chef. Yes. A, he had a bird or something, right? Right. And and then... And now, here's... Now we're looking back at this. This is totally <laughs> off topic. But it was so goofy, because this shark comes in and... 
in this small body of water that where the kitchen filled up, mm-hmm. and he can't see this giant ten foot shark <laughs> with like a massive fin. Yeah, right. And like they banging a, around the kitchen. I'm yeah, sure, <laughs> dude. I'm sitting here thinking of this, and I'm like. Have you ever been in a kitchen before? For real. Like, I'm, even if it's a big commercial kitchen. Yeah. Bro, I see you. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to hop up out of the water. Yeah. Like, did he know that there were sharks at the time? I can't remember. Or was remember. he just, did I, he I just think, think he it was did. flooding? Because if I know there's a chance of anything being in the water uh-huh. and I have something to climb onto, I'm not I'm staying in the water. For sure. And even that, you would be, they. The other thing too is they try to make it really suspenseful. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think was people, he an anaconda too, or I don't was know. that just Ice Cube? Was it Ice Cube? It was Ice Cube and J Lo. Okay, those were some those like creature feature '90s movies were or two, early 2000s. Uh, uh-huh. They were awful. <laughs> they they were. They're, but they're like they ended up becoming they like were, cult movies. Like yeah, they cult were like classics. cult classics. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it was that I, I look back at that one. I'm like, dude, that was just so corny because. Yeah. That shark, one, it was a big shark. They had enlarged its brain, and they have dorsal fins. Yeah, which means like that Joker sticks up out of <laughs> like it would be like a, it would be like a grown man walking around. Like yeah, I, I see you, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I know where you're at. Like if you're, and then how's he gonna go fast? This shark in like that little bit of water. Yeah, he's not. How's he gonna make a turn? Yeah, that's like the other thing. Like he, yeah. So I don't know. I just kind of I look back at it hindsight, right and. You, you just get behind it. it and problems get behind it, start stabbing. There you go. That, exactly. Exactly. Jump on its back. Yeah. You know, like, and then shank it in the eye. Like, we're good. You're a hero. Hero. Yes. And it could have saved Samuel. Could have been L- the first MCU movie. Bam. Could have saved Samuel L. Jackson's life. Yeah. You know, given that amazing speech. And then all of a sudden it just comes <laughs> up out of the. That terrified me as a kid. 100%. That was bro. such a scary scene. It was. <laughs> Because we are going to get locked. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And then Alex Jones and the Meg. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good inside oh, joke man. for the uh, good inside joke for the podcast we'll today. We'll discuss on the, the <laughs> Discord. Yes. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, it, it ends up being really cool. But if you remember, if you ever wandered around. Um, on Titan. On Titan. There was, you know, you'd always go down to figure out how to get down to like this lower level. And there was um, a giant worm or eel or snake, mm-hmm. sea snake, sea serpent, whatever. And it, you could see the shadow of it as it would like swim around. Did you ever see that? I didn't. Oh, but I love like mysterious, creepy underwater stuff. I love. It's yeah. so intriguing to me. And so that was, and, and that's one of the things that I'm excited about is they did really good storytelling because mm-hmm. it had to actually be- tune into the, you have to catch me up to what had been going on because I might actually tune into the story this uh, oh dude so it's like so so okay so originally what what we we, we what we used to do is me and my who little was, brother okay. I, yeah sorry i was gonna ask we who we uh, was me and my little brother like we would go on titan and we would you know fight or whatever and then like during season of the arrivals like you know they had a bunch of different activities on titan so we kind of went back there because there was really no reason to um how long had titan been gone it's been like a Oh man! Year or two? Uh, or I think so. Uh, ever since um, Stasis showed up. Oh, okay. So Beyond Light, whenever gotcha. that one was, is that two or three ago? I think like three years. Okay. Um, and so they, uh, <clears throat> so we would. You can actually like whenever you would drop in, 
or transmat in or whatever it was, you could actually look over at certain points and you could see like it's like fins, like it's it's like back fins, like breaching the water. And oh. so it made it like really like, oh my gosh, what in the world is yeah. that? You know, and so... It, Do worms have fins in see, Destiny? And that was the big thing is at the time, everyone looked at it and they're like, I wonder, I bet it's... It's a mag. <laughs> that would be that would be cool. No, well, well so so... There was something because even in the lore, there's a bunch of rumors and stuff about what what could it be like. What mm-hmm. was it? What could it be? There's there was all this speculation on it. Some people even thought that it was Oryx's worm because uh, okay. yeah, because you know initially you kill them, we kill them right outside of Saturn, and Titan is a moon of Saturn, mm-hmm. and so maybe his worm like. You know, they're like, because it had to have been massive, right? Because yeah. he had destroyed so many civilizations and whatnot. So, long story short, it, the the giant worm eel fish thing is we're talking to it this this season. So it showed so up. So we have talked to it, or so we know what it is now. Uh, we just know we that just we're communicating know, with yeah it. yeah oh, okay. we can communicate with it and that's what the distress signal was so what was really cool and you can go back and, and i don't know what distress signal you're referring to remember oh i'm out of the loop story wise i mean it, it just like I just shoot stuff so when you log in it's like oh there's a distress signal mm. and it's the opening mission gotcha yeah so and then in the and there it says because I forgot you don't watch trailers so <laughs> at all yeah so in in the trailer it's like it, the, the distress signal it, like, it was for from the character Sloan who was on there and it's like oh it's not for me but it's for her and it's like the giant fish fish snake deep whatever sea, it sea is. serpent yeah. yeah yeah whatever it is so which is super cool mm-hmm. um uh you can kind of see it a little bit it looks like a looks like it has like the face of a grouper and like the body of an eel so but it's massive so it looks pretty cool i'm i'm mm-hmm. excited i'm i'm intrigued um and uh and it's one that in the in the lore they've been talking about how it actually can like defeat the witness somehow or oh, wow. it, it knows about the witness or has insight and information and so hopefully pretty cool you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for it looking forward to it seeing the you know, played the you know because the played the story and I'm like, all right. Oh, you beat the story already? No, no, no. It, the the story happened because the story happens weekly. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I mean, it, I think I think to play like to play like the weekly story takes like 30 minutes. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's really easy. The uh, and they they walk you through like the different activities and stuff. It seems to be pretty fun. So I'm I'm looking forward to it and all the other changes that come with it. And, and the light level is still the same. Yeah, which is great the for cap. me. Yeah, great for me because did you reach um, the cap? I did not. Oh, oh I'm okay. at I'm at like eighteen hundred, but I didn't reach the pinnacle cap. Gotcha. So, which is great because then I can just do pinnacles and hopefully be up there with with everyone else. And yeah, just hopping on playing the story, and then you know, I just wonder what's gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this right now. I don't know if I'm gonna play Destiny after next year though. Like at all, or I don't know. What would you play? I don't know. Just drop gaming or no i think i would still like game like every once in a while maybe get back into some madden do some old 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 man fighting games oh man if there was a good one there's i think this we're getting tech in a new tech in new street Mm -hmm. fighter and there's another one another or a new mortal Kombat. 
Oh yeah. They're rebooting Mortal Kombat altogether, I believe. Oh, I saw that. They were like Mortal Kombat One. Yeah. Did you ever keep up with any of the story of that of Mortal Kombat? I jumped in, and the ones that I did jump into were good stories. Because I don't know if you ever played the Injustice series. Yes. Did you play the story on those? Yeah. yeah. I thought they or were. Or really I watched good. it. Either which one. I thought they were really good. Yeah. So like that's the same people that write for Mortal Kombat. So they do a good job with the story. And I've played Mortal Kombat games that picked up. I know I did. Sorry. My bad. We're just going to keep rolling. It's okay. okay. <laughs> I'm trying to be healthy, guys. I'm trying to get... And I'm, that's my protein shake. And, and we try not to make a lot of noise. And then I shook the mess out of it. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, they do a good sto- uh, job with the story for Mortal Kombat. Okay. Yeah, they do. And um, I thought... I mean, some of it got kind of weird. Yeah. But... But that's just the universe that Mortal Kombat exists in, I think. So right. Kind of expect some of that going in. For sure. It is super weird. And so... And, and I'm down for a little bit of weird here and there. Yeah. I, you know what? I just don't do dark weird. Like... Yeah. I don't know that it... It's not like super dark. Yeah. I don't do... I don't like all of the... How gory and everything Mortal Kombat is. Yeah. That's where... And I don't play it a lot. Right. Or ever really. But the last time I did play one of the stories, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, and that's the, I, I enjoy the story too. The, I think I I don't know that I even played or watched the story. I did like one of the recap things. Okay, and just heard it on in my headphones, so I didn't see all of the craziness. Right. So maybe that's why I have a little bit of a detachment from how dark it may have been. I I just sometimes I just don't understand like which way it's going. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm like okay, like well, because they'll have like three different ones where they do like a whole cinematic and everything. Yeah, and then when it goes to the next one, I'm like, all right, so like which one's the real one? You know, like which one was like uh, the, like the can- so like, Luke Kang dies in this one, or he doesn't die in this one, and right. then like he has a son in this other one. So like, oh, which story is the real exactly canonical story? Gotcha. And then like, and then it- there's a different story for like each arcade playthrough you do on each character. Yeah, but it's still oh yeah, but and then so at the very end of that, they show like a like a different thing, like oh so and so. Did this what happens and, if they win the tournament? Right, or, right. Yeah. And then it, those ones are the ones that get like really, really crazy. crazy. <laughs> but that's so like I wouldn't have gotten the crazy like I don't know if you remember the Twisted Metal series. Yeah, but those would be super off the wall for each Wild. character. <laughs> Wild. But of course, then again, too, we had Axel who was running around who was like a giant human monster was that the, truck. Like, the yes. guy that what's the as you're Newton holding your phase? arms up right now yes <laughs> or isaac newton phase or what those that game was wild it was they're making a movie for that with like anthony mackie as the lead i think huh that hopefully interesting i do not see the vision but <laughs> hey sometimes if somebody goes hey i got an idea i'm gonna pay you 20 million dollars sold yeah <laughs> what's I the idea be, <laughs> i will be in your twisted metal movie if you give me 20 million dollars <laughs> yes and that and that's so i think that's one of those where some of that money talks but season the deep looks really cool we're how did we get to <laughs> i have no idea we are all over the place today but i'm here for it me i'm too. relaxed we're hanging out yeah. um i think it's gonna be it's a great episode already in my opinion and so the uh so it should be really cool. I'm excited to kind of see everything. Any good weapons to be oh, on the lookout for? So this did happen, which I was like super shocked by. They have, you can go to Hawthorne and you can pick up 
a deep sight quest. Okay. And if you beat the, you have to just beat the raid of, uh, what's that? Uh, Last Wish. Last Wish, I think, is the raid. And then you can deep sights, or which allows you to craft some of those weapons. And I was like, dude, that's really good. You'll be able to. So, so is that for just last wish or is that for every raid? I wonder if it's going to be a weekly thing, like a weekly so is last reset. wish, the the raid for this week. I think so. I didn't, Ooh. I didn't look and see, but that would be, that could be a lot of if fun. Deep stone is whenever it's deep stone, I'm hopping on whatever. Yeah. Well, I think they already is. have that, but I think it's for the, other. I think oh, it's for, they added. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. They already had, um, those craftable weapons for most of the other raids. So I want, and that's the thing that I wonder. I wonder if how how it works is you have to get that and then beat the raid, like complete the raid, every and it's like every level, every phase, to get what, in order to be able to craft those weapons from no, now on. So for like Deep Stone, uh-huh. I was just cheesing a tracks over and over, and each completion you yeah. had the potential, and you can do the challenge and get uh. double uh, boxes, and you get. A loot drop every time. That's what I need to do. I have yet to like hop on like one I of the cheeses. Oh, Siri trying to hop in on the conversation too. Um, I'm trying. Yeah, I have yet to like. I was supposed to get on and do a grasp cheese mm-hmm. so I could get some artifice armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm still just rolling around. If I had regular. a checkpoint, I would do it. But it's just. So much time and effort to get on and find a checkpoint, find a group that is able to complete it and oh. do it over and over again. It, 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 and it does get tough, especially in, you know, here's side note, dad talk, dude, in the summer, whenever, oh, yeah. like, you know, doing stuff with the kids and everybody's staying up a little bit later and all that stuff. It's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know when. Yeah. When, where, or how I'm gonna I'll find you when I see you. Yeah, <laughs> basically, man, that's that. That's how it ends up feeling sometimes. It's like, oh, okay, like, oh, hey, I got, I got a little bit of time. Like, let yeah. me hop on and try and get some bright dust or whatever it is. That's that's what I end up doing a lot is doing some bounty farms, get the bright dust, try to get the the cool um, thing so I don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's a. Uh, it ends up being rough, but it should be a good season. I'm looking forward to it. They have they're bringing back a bunch of the old gambit weapons. So okay. it looks like the spare rations is back. The 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 frame of it. Um. So they they look they all look taken. All the mm. weapons look taken because Sloan is like partially taken. Who's Sloan? Um, Sloan was the uh, the NPC on uh, Titan. Oh, okay. That you would go and check in with. So I should not remember him. Ah, uh, it's a, it's a girl. It's okay. So. Oh, I, I was saying M like. Oh, M. We got you. I was like, I was like, that shows you how because I didn't know who right who, who, how important the character was. Ah, yeah, whoever they are. Um, so let's get into the next thing. So we were talking a little bit of MCU. I finally saw Ant Man, and uh, you wanted to talk about it a little bit and and share some grievances because we talked I'm about totally with we talked about because you said initially you liked it. I did. I actually liked and, it a lot. When I started airing out my grievances, you agreed with all of them. Right. So, Except for Wakanda Forever. Goodness. You said it was better than Wakanda. I didn't make any comment (laughs) or anything, but I enjoyed that that movie. Yeah. But it was just, to me, it just felt like a really, really wasted performance 
for Jonathan Majors. It was so good. He was incredible so good. in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 we had said the way so spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, it's on Disney Plus. Turn it off, skip like 15, 20 seconds. Or sorry, about five five probably five to seven minutes we'll spend on this. Like skip ahead. Look at the timestamps. There we go. So with with this, like how he how they take him out with all the ants coming through. So dumb. It was so dumb. I was like, oh man, they could have made him just let him let Scott lose or just have him escape. Like have the ants be a distraction for him to get away. Like exactly have allow Kang to be menacing, allow him to be a threat to be looming within the quantum realm. And that could, and that's all they could have. And that's all they had to do. All they had to do was go like, oh, they broke it. And or whatever it is, you know, maybe it was one of those like they broke it, you know, like the the little time ball or whatever mm-hmm. it is that helps him have his power. Yeah. Um, maybe they broke it or they blow it up and then they're able to get out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they look or just they, have Scott lose. Like he's talking all this mess about Thor being an afterthought. Right. Ant-Man shouldn't have stood a chance against him. Well, see, the, the, the thing that I would have been okay with is if he did, like, the thieving thing and, like, mm-hmm. outsmarted him, and then, but also did the goofy thing where he left some of those pip, um, pimp particles. Yeah. Where, like, oh, well, now... This gives him a way to get out. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, well, It's now, just, it's going to happen at some point. Yep. We don't know when it's going to happen. He's going to have to go back and do what Scott did to shrink the ball. You know, that's mm. what, you know, Kang is going to have to do it. that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, or they break it and all of a sudden there's like an, um, an, an afterthought of like, oh, wait a minute, he can fix it. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and they kind of tried to do that at the end with, well, we, did we really beat him or whatever? But that just wasn't satisfying to me. No, no. It would have been satisfying if like he's kind of if they cut away to him like how they did whenever they they did Thanos mm-hmm. and they made him just this overlooming character you yeah. know he's coming cuz that was the kang yes like you can't have the kang get defeated like that yeah to me at least oh i'm with you no I, absolutely like I'm, and some of that i think that's one of the things that made the the previous MCU runs, like the whole Infinity Saga, they just so built great. on their character. They kept building on Thanos and making him more and more intimidating. Yes. So by the time we actually got him, you felt his presence. You felt how you felt like the character should be scared of him. But there were things that happened in the comics that you were waiting to happen on screen, and you were okay with that. You already knew, like you mm-hmm. knew at one point. Captain America has to say, Avengers assemble. But I don't think that's a Thanos thing or anything like that. No, that's just like a trope of the Avengers existing. Right. But I'm saying, but, but what I'm saying is that, is that there are certain, because they've been deviating a lot from the comics as mm-hmm. far as like, oh, okay, well, this is who this person is supposed to be and what they're supposed to do or their powers or how they come about. Like, in the comics, like you know that Thanos gets all of the stones, mm-hmm. so that's okay. Whereas like Kang, like you know that this is the Kang who is the ultimate menace to them. Yeah, like let that still happen. Don't take it away, and then be like, you know, oh, well, there's all these other Kangs now that are yeah vying, and it's like, wait a minute, 
This is supposed to be the one that everybody's worried about. That all of the Kangs were scared of. That they had to send him away. Absolutely. And they were all working together to foil him. And what and I think what would have been really cool is if then they were like, Hey, would you know, are you sure you know, they're like, Are you sure they said, Yes, we're sure. But I don't think they were they knew they weren't killing him, they were just banishing him. It was kind of to me like the Phantom Realm. Right. But in the at the very end of it though, it says that like, oh, like they, they all confirmed that he died or something mm. like that. But what you know, there was just so much room for ambiguity in that. Yeah. Because he was so good as that Kang. And I liked that. I feel like every other Kang is different personality-wise. Like, has a different spin to him. I liked the characterization, the personality of the Kang we got in Ant-Man. Yes. And would have liked to see him developed more. Yes, because that one was more... I mean, it was great. It was Kang the Conqueror. Mm -hmm. Whereas... And I think he's still alive, but... I hope so. I hope they I figure just, something out. Yeah. I hope they, Jonathan Major, that something can happen for him to still exist in the role. Yeah. But even if it's like, sorry, dude, this is the only job you're going to have now. Yeah. Like, but man, I feel like they really wasted how great of a villain that Kang was. It was so good. Dumb yawning a lot, man. I, you good? You need I, a nap? Or? I, I may be. I don't know, man. <laughs> Pause know. on the podcast. We'll let you go take a 15-minute right? <laughs> cat nap. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was It was just, it wasn't as... So then why are you so high on it if... That was just, well, I mean, the rest of it was great. The it, rest of the movie, I, I'm not putting it in my top 10 by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I guess it was a, a decent movie, but holding it up to the standard of the MCU... It just was kind of disappointing for I mean, me. Yeah. Because I, I feel like they're trying so hard to set up the Young Avengers and that the daughter was kind of just shoehorned into the movie. She didn't feel like she naturally existed within it and like her gripes with her dad and all that stuff. It just felt... We're so bad. The, what? The, the, the gripes with her dad. It was yeah, just like, oh like, my goodness. Sit down. Just <laughs> calm down. Like... <laughs> it was just annoying. Yeah, some of the uh, yeah, it, it's like oh, you're you're an annoying teenager. Yeah, and not like, but you shouldn't be an annoying teenager. Yeah, you should be. Your dad is a superhero, right? <laughs> and you've been using superpowers yeah. or like these things. Like there has to be like a level of maturity. Yeah, that should come with that. So because she was a likable kid in the other yeah. movies, like just make her a likable character. Don't make it some weird thing. Like they're trying to set up the young Avengers and she's some morally just like higher standards character. Like that's demonizing her dad for not doing what she exactly wants in that exact moment. Right. Like it's just, it was annoying that whole plot point and everything. Yeah. I mean, it showed him being a good dad though. Yeah. Like, which is always like a, you know, I think always a good win. Um, whenever you have like a masculine dad figure. But I don't feel like she ever appreciated that she had a good dad. No, definitely. Definitely. She was spoiled for sure. Or or not spoiled, entitled, I think it was the, would be the right, the right word because of just how her, her view is towards, um, what's the other, Hank, you know, and, and Janet. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, but still, it's still a good movie. I mean, I, you know, it's no top ten by any stretch of the imagination. Thank God it was no Wakanda Forever. Like that was 
<laughs> couldn't help myself, bro. I couldn't help myself. So uh, troll level is on nine thousand. Uh, it is. It is today. So um, we got back in though. Let's let's transition. Dude, we got back into Flashpoint, and I sat down and read a ton of it. That first, I was. I thought I was gonna be able to get through the first issue in like thirty minutes, but. That first issue was long. It like, was. I got to like page 50. I started scrolling to see how much longer I had. And page 50, the first issue wasn't even over yet. And I was like, okay, I'm going to tap out like 20-something pages in. I'm probably going to finish it today. Okay. I can probably finish it today because it's quick to read through. But Yes. And it's good. It's mm-hmm. actually like a really good story. So the, the one that we're on, if you're following along with us, is... Time Masters, I think Time it's called. Time Masters, yeah. And so... It has Booster Gold helping out with um, Rip Hunter. Yeah, Superman. Rip Hunter is the main character in this mm-hmm. in this arc. I feel at least from what I I've only read like the first twenty pages. So oh, okay. It's just introducing who the team is. So I got past him explaining. Okay, I'm Rip Hunter. I'm a time traveler. My dad taught me this stuff, and then I'm introduced to the team that he has. Mm, gotcha. And they have they can't save. Like these people falling off a cliff or something because yes. they can't mess with time. And that's kind of the last point that I got to. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And so you'll notice that they start talking a lot about vanishing point. Did you get to that part? Where Was they, that like the end of time? Yeah. So like they start mentioning vanishing point. Okay, yeah. And so. And something's disrupted that. No, it's. It, it, it's uh, brought about. It's gone. Oh. And I think that's like the really cool thing is like vanishing point is being replaced by flashpoints yeah Mm. so it the way it reads at least to me is that the the world that we know from comics from dc was all altered it it was all vanishing points Mm. like from that perspective so all vanishing point and then now like vanishing point is the og so was vanishing point uh a storyline i don't know i'm I'm thinking that it was or it's like the storyline or is it just a point in time that because from what I read, Vanishing Point was the end of everything, the end of time, whatever. And they, what I read, it's just gone. And you're saying that Flashpoint has replaced whatever. So yeah. is Flashpoint the end of time then? I don't know, because I, I, I think it's like the end and like the 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 like the end and the beginning. Because I think Vanishing Point might be where, because they're in there, they're looking for Batman. Hmm. And so, like, where Batman disappeared from, like, Dark Side, shot him with his Omega Beam, and he disappeared, but he didn't die. Is this in the what we're reading? Yes. Okay, I haven't gotten into that. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, that's, I think, I'm, this is all speculation. Oh, okay. So, was um, this in all in the Flashpoint movie, too? Or No, no, oh, okay. it wasn't. It wasn't. That's why I'm like, oh, man. So, because in the Flashpoint movie. That's cool, because the the movie coming out it seems to be like a batman story they seem to really be leaning into the batman side of things so maybe this will kind of give a roadmap of his importance in the flashpoint movie i hope so um and 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 it's and it's weird because in the flashpoint in the flashpoint movie and i'm talking about like the animated one mm-hmm. it just shows like this is everything that happened out because of flashpoint mm. you know whereas like vanishing point what it feels like to me is these are all the things that are um you said vanishing point is that what you sorry um and in this time masters one this Mm -hmm. it's like vanishing point being replaced and Mm -hmm. so the like so now we have these characters and they're 
they're trying to figure it out. It's really tough because I really want to finish reading it. Yeah, it's like really good storytelling, and I'm and I you know and I know how far ahead I am, so I'm trying to like slow down and not like <laughs> spoil anything for you. Yeah, um, but it is really really cool. It's definitely one that like I said, if you haven't, if y'all are not following along with this, um, well, we, I'll, we need to make a channel in the Discord for it. For I the, think. Just specifically Flashpoint? I think so, okay. yeah. And then we'll then we'll erase it and change it with uh, whichever one. Gotcha. Um, Just whatever we're reading at the absolutely. time. Absolutely. That's a, look at that, dude. Great Book idea. Book club. <laughs> um, it's, but it's super, super good. I'm really enjoying it. I have uh, So as far as you've gotten, like where um, – where did you add exactly? Like, where did you? Where did we end up? So it was the the vanishing point thing. Some purple alien looking guy shows up, and they're discussing the end of time not being there anymore. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh wait, the purple guy. Oh, is he? Uh, um, is he the guy who's like looks like a human or the? Because there's a couple purple guys in there that I'm like. Oh no! What? Actually, it was the was Rip telling. Superman that he they need to find Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, okay, that's what I thought you thought. That's why I had mentioned yeah. you know that. So, um, so I didn't know about the Omega beams or whatever. Oh, okay. But I bet that's. I bet it's like the next the, page. Yeah. It probably yeah. is. It probably <laughs> is. Um, no, the, and and it's really cool. They have in there. Yeah, it's make after after the the booster gold mm-hmm. um, saga that we went through. That was really good. And then the the cricket <sighs> just kind of deflated my excitement to read more but even like the first 20 pages that we've read i feel like it's been a roller coaster up and down it's been like oh there's a low point and then like oh man this is so good yeah (laughs) only to be taken down by a cricket but i think you're pretty you're almost done with this one and i think what we read next is flashpoint proper so it's the meat of the story is next i believe so so we get we get some Eobard Thawne. Yes, I'm so excited to get right. him back. He was such a good villain. He's so good. He's so evil. He is. It's wild. He's a psychopath. Yes, I had a, I still I had a brother. I was an only child. It's yes. still one of those. That, that I'm like that line. Just that whole. I think that whole issue. Just him correcting his life, quote unquote. Yes. To the dream life he wants, and then realizing what he wants isn't what he attainable. And just he eliminates people, kills people off. It's just what's crazy. Wild. The other thing that's wild to me too is that he never, uh, at least as far as we know, he never goes back to try to stop himself. Why would he? I, uh, you know, cause if with the with what he's willing to do, why would he go back and stop himself? Do you think? Well, I mean, it's just one of those. Like, if you look at it and go, okay, like, well, I'm still this person, but you he know killed what? his own brother. <laughs> what's the the wild, turning dude. back point from that? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe he looks at it and goes, oh, maybe I do want a brother. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to project. Trying to make yes, some, he's, trying to uh, make him a redeemable character. I mean, there's no way he's yeah. like the Joker. Like, that was, ah, it's one of those that I never got me. I understand Batman's code. But oh, how in the world in comics mm-hmm. does, like, the Joker just, somebody doesn't just, Snap is Snap. that's what injustice is. Is Superman killing the Joker and that like kind of cracks him? Yeah. And oh no, he, I I know, but I'm saying like of all the times before that, 
the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just oops, like, he fell off of this. How does 100 story building? Right. How does <laughs> I mean, he's in an in insane asylum. Yeah. He should be so toked up on medication that we should read the, the White Knight. Are you familiar with that story? So it's essentially the, if the Joker was, had all his faculties, like he takes all the medication, he becomes sane and he like essentially systematically destroys Batman. Like it's a, I read it or I started it and it seemed really cool. Like batman he's like okay i'll show you batman and then he starts getting on the track to like recovery or whatever wow and just destroys batman i think there's like a court case or so too like he shows how batman mistreats him and like gets batman in trouble or something like that oh wow yeah <laughs> that's kind of one of those i thought like when he's systematically like i know there's other be... stuff too oh, i think okay. that's just a portion of it and there's some things in the justice system you're just like, okay. And he exploits that. Like, yeah. how ridiculous they are. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. I have, this is so off topic, but I had a buddy um, who he was, uh, he had said something like, we were talking with like an attorney there. We had a small group and one of the guy was a, for, a former attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just got tired of practicing law and then went and owns a staffing company and then he one of the things that he had said was like man you never know more law and like except for the day that you take the bar because then after that you end up focusing just on on one single area and then Mm -hmm. you forget everything you learned right yeah you know like you're just like oh okay well then that's why they have to go back and read so much because they're like oh wait a minute like the law actually says this yeah and and then the other thing too that he had said is man, the amount of felonies that a person commits on a daily basis, like the average good person is is like two to three a day or something like really? that. Yeah, or two to three a week, something crazy that you don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there there are like dumb laws that have really stringent or like really strict and stringent penalties. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was one, I think you couldn't mow your grass on a Sunday. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, there's just wild laws that are out there, right? And so it's that are like that they're actually looked at, and they're like, oh, yeah. hey, like that's a misdemeanor, mm-hmm. or hey, like that's you know, like that's a night in jail, and you're like, yeah, what? So just crazy things like that, and that kind of what you said makes me wonder, like, oh, they're gonna go back, and he's gonna find all those little mm-hmm. things, and then have to make them hold it to it. There's just so many good, so many good books and things yeah. to to read and then i mean these are comics that have been around for decades yeah man and so it it ends up being being really really good well let's transition back over into what we started let's talk about some playoffs one superhero to the next oh man yeah how did the mic fallen? oh buckets yes dude man yes I don't know whose playoff run is more historic, Jimmy Butler or Jokic. Like, who oh, benefits Jimmy more? Jimmy Butler. You think so? Yeah, for sure. I mean, because Jokic has the players that are mm-hmm. around him are much better, in yeah. my opinion, than those that are around Jimmy Butler in the Heat. So. But I feel like this is kind of like a free roll for Jimmy, and this is kind of a legacy-defining 
Dude, could you imagine moment if he for wins Jokic? It? If he if Jimmy Butler wins it, I've heard because I listen to Bomani Jones a lot. Okay, and over the last few weeks, he's been talking like, "Oh, Jimmy Butler might be a a Hall of Famer now." Like, I feel like at this point, he's a for sure, no doubt, Hall of Famer. Yeah, I just mean, off of his the mystique of him being able to rise to the level that he's consistently been shown to do in the playoffs. It it really is. So I would put that in the same regard as like you have John Stockton and Carl Malone, who they went to the finals twice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, both times they ran into Michael Jordan, and then it just it is what it is. There's yeah. so many great teams that just ran into Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. um, which I think adds to his mystique, right? Um, where, and that's the same thing that happens to Jimmy Butler, like Jimmy Butler. He made it through. Like he's gonna make it through twice now, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident. Even though they just lost last night, yeah, they're the Celtics aren't coming back from three zero. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, it, Jimmy Butler could get hurt, and I don't think that the Celtics come back from three <laughs> zero. They just don't have it in. They're not that team. Yeah. I, well, it's. I don't think it's. I still don't think it's ever happened. Right. I don't think there's yeah. ever been a. There hasn't been a three zero like comeback a, or a, like yeah, like a reverse sweep. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's. Super, super difficult to for that to happen, especially like among professional players. Yeah, because they, they figure it out. Like, oh, okay, like, especially when you have Eric Spolstra, he can win one game against the Celtics team, even without Jimmy Butler. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, he's just that good of a coach. And they have that. They have those players too. I yeah. wonder how long is Tyler Hero out for? He'll probably come back by the time the finals come about. Hopefully, so. I think because I think it was like a four to six week injury. And it's okay. been about that, I think, since he got because he got injured in the first round. Okay, did he? I, I didn't know if he got mm-hmm. injured at the very end or at the first round. I couldn't. I think remember. it was either at the like start of the first round or maybe even before the first round started. Okay, because I don't think they thought, gave him. I thought most. it was before the first round, and Jimmy Butler just put everybody on his back. Yeah, it's like all right, everybody in the backpack. I know he played a port at least a majority of the first round without Tyler Hero. Yes. I can't. That guy is just playing outside of his yeah. mind, and and then really the whole Heat team is stepping up too. Yeah. And just they're just feeding off of him. Man, what was the the five? What was he mocking Al Horford about? What did Al Horford do? I don't know, but that timeout was hilarious. Yeah, I, was, I thought that was great. But hey. Y'all want a timeout, right? Like, I mean, at that you you know, <laughs> yeah, you've been you know when you know when coaches are gonna call timeout. Like, you already know like the gamesmanship behind it. You know, you, you hear everyone calling for it. I mean, so you know that he's gonna look over and go, "Oh, hey, you yeah. want a timeout for sure." So, what's what's your stance on the the script now? Then, are you you dying with that narrative? Um. I don't know. No, I'm not a dime. There, <laughs> there's no chance that the NBA wanted this matchup. Oh, the, the Nuggets, Nuggets and, and the, the Heat? Heat? Why? There, that's just, when they had the potential of Lakers-Celtics, LeBron, Yeah, they definitely would have preferred that. Yeah, but I think I think that they didn't want... Um, <laughs> I think that, that I, you can't just out... Because then everybody would know it's a script, right? But they so could have gotta, manipulated it to... They could have stopped some of those, like... 20-0 third quarter runs with the Nuggets. I mean, they tried to. They tried to. You tried to so? call a foul. They tried to get him at the free throw line, and then it just 
not, can't knock down the free throws. No. It's like, bro, that ain't my fault. Like I gave you every. <laughs> I'm not here writing. No. I'm not here writing every opportunity for you to win. You still got to make shots, though. You know, they could so, they could have slowed down that momentum. There was no slowing down. But I'm, I'm honestly glad they got swept as opposed to Stop them. Stop it. I am, no, you're no, not. I just don't have to be miserable and agonizing. You know, it's just ripping the bandaid off. Like I didn't have these expectations for LeBron to not win, even the, win. Not even win one game. Cause I even, I have documented like, okay, I'm buying in on Jimmy Butler. Like I'm rooting yeah. for Jimmy Butler, this playoffs, just because of my expectations for LeBron and the Lakers weren't there. I knew he was injured. The team wasn't some stacked, loaded team, so I didn't have the expectations of a championship. So I didn't set those expectations. And how about man? I'm yawning a lot, dude. I'm sorry. How about um, D'Angelo Russell? Did you see the stats with D'Angelo Russell on the court? Like, I saw the games, and he was awful. He was almost unplayable. But I don't know what the stats were. Man, it was something that was like atrocious. I'm gonna see if I can, as we talk, I'm gonna try to pull it up. But it was something that uh, it was like absolutely embarrassing. It was. So does Kyrie sign there next year? Oh man, dude, I would love that. That would be amazing because um, that means that the Lakers are gonna be terrible. <laughs> we we I think we talked about it before. Is Kyrie cursed? Like like the organization that he goes to after he won it, but. They've just been. I mean, do the Mavericks? He's for Venom, and LeBron is anti-Venom. Like that was terrible. <laughs> no, he, I'm going to give you another no, shot at that one because Kyrie, not the superhero Venom and anti-Venom. Oh, I mean, gotcha. I thought you meant the superhero. No, That's I was like, bro. Okay. I mean, Kyrie, he's Venom, venomous okay. to right, right. a team. LeBron is the only player or instance that he's been somewhat manageable. I wouldn't want him on my team, but I'm just asking, do you think that the Lakers will pull the trigger on that? I think LeBron is definitely going to force his hand and make him do that. Is he free next year or this summer? I thought he was. Because the the Mavs signed signed. for him. He signed with the Mavs? I thought so. Oh, I didn't know that. Let me me see. This is a perfect example of of a time where where we can just look it up real quick. (laughs) Instead Um, of guessing? Yeah, absolutely. I thought... The Nick or the Nets signed for him, and he was kind of playing on a prove it deal and hoping to get a big contract next year. Oh, okay. So here we go. Um, and he didn't prove it, so I don't know that he got a deal. Yeah. Oh, here we go. How can the LA Lakers and Kyrie Irving um, land Kyrie Irving next season? They were already talking about this in March. Because I know that. Um, with the different changes, they made it a lot harder to form super teams. And the Warriors pulled up like a big stink about it because their current team wouldn't be able to be constructed with like the really? penalties that they have against building super teams or whatever. Why why would their why would their current team Because the the amount of money that Clay, Steph, Poole, and Draymond would command okay the next cba wouldn't allow for them to disperse that money in whatever capacity or make it extremely extremely difficult oh because they're trying to deter from like the warriors with kd oh so that's what that's what they used to have the the luxury tax but it's even further beyond just luxury tax i think okay something else to because draymond was pulling up a big stink about that because they wouldn't have even been able to have 
the big three of Clay, Steph, and Draymond. Even wow. though they drafted them, they he's saying like, okay, they drafted us here. Right. You should build some kind type of contingency that allows teams to build and construct th- through the draft. Absolutely, and not penalize them. Yeah, because that's what you that's what you want to happen. Yeah, because I think just about everybody on the Miami Heat starting rosters like undrafted or something like that. Like it's something crazy. Yeah, that they that they had. Um, I know Tyler Hero was a higher pick because he came from Kentucky, if I remember right. But everyone else, yeah, like uh, Duncan Robinson and um, who else is? There's another main guy that isn't a highly touted draft pick or so. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that the Nuggets rest right now is? Do you think that's benefiting them? Um, because they're getting an extra day. I mean, if and then I think what'll be tough is if the if the Celtics end up spacing. It. Yeah, absolutely. They push I think it to the Nuggets got games. it into the bag. You think? You think? Yeah, you think it's just wrapped up? Nuggets take it. They get their I first think, one. I think they've shown, and especially they've played some decent teams. Like KD and Booker are no slouches. LeBron's mm-hmm. old and beat up, and but it's still him and Anthony Davis. Right, like that's they played a very, some re- yeah a very competent Anthony Davis because he he played some basketball yeah and especially during the playoffs like and he they was still beat bit. him. He was there like that first game. He was a monster out there, and Jokic was just they went just toe to toe met him at every turn. I mean, because I think he dropped forty. Yeah. Anthony Davis did, and then Jokic still had, <laughs> still beat him. Yeah, like they're just so stacked. They got him, Murray, and Michael Porter, mm-hmm. and he's just he's like a cheat code out there. Michael Porter is just he's almost unstoppable as a third option. Yeah, like it's just not fair. And you have Aaron Aaron Gordon, Gordon yeah, just, just to put him on your best guy. Like you put him on Jimmy Butler, he's gonna make Jimmy Butler work. And then you just have too much offensive firepower on the Nuggets. And Aaron Gordon is so athletic. Yeah. That like I remember him in those dunk contests with Oh, he threw one down and He uh, threw multiple down. That you just him put and it Zach up there. Levine were just like they were showtime to see. Yeah. And that's yeah. just pure athleticism. And he and now and 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 him playing the defense and making it tough and then and as a fourth option like yeah. that's insane. And then he gets out in transition. Yeah. I mean they have a they they've really done a good job in building that team around Jokic and Murray and then adding those pieces cuz I think they drafted Michael, Michael Porter. Porter. Yeah. yeah. So and then obviously they get Aaron Gordon undervalued I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean those are just the I think it's their year. I don't like the Jimmy Butler story and everything is is fun. what we're all rooting for, right? And I'll root for it, but I think it'll kind of be a repeat of the bubble final where it's a fun story and you're glad that he made it there, but you never really give him a chance. Yeah. They they they're not giving any like the Nuggets as soon as they start playing somebody, man, they're not giving anybody a chance. They are they are on a mission. <laughs> like And they, rightfully so. I mean yeah. Jokic, you know, should should have got the MVP, but should have not gotten the MVP. Yeah, and now he's you know, hey, you got to prove it if you want another one. Like you got to win a championship. Yeah, you don't get to just like, oh, hey, like. You know. So is he the best player in the world if he wins this, or um, is it still a toss up between him and Giannis? Because it was kind of a similar, like Giannis didn't get his third MVP. He probably should have over Jokic, oh. and then he went on a tear and won that finals. 
Yeah. And this is kind of the same repeat because he won back two back to back. Everybody was saying he doesn't deserve a third until he proves it. Right. And he went out and proved it. Because that that just happens with uh, that's been a trend, I believe. Yeah, you know. So I think Larry Bird was the last person to win three in a row, and there's kind of been a precedent set where mm. we're not going to give you one unless you win it. Win it all. Right. We're not going to give you a but third because he, he did win one of uh, one of the. Um, he he has won an MVP. He won two back to back. He won a finals and an MVP before he got the third one. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's because honestly, I haven't watched much of Jokic until this playoffs right. series. Dude, those West Coast games are so tough to watch yeah. on a regular basis. Like he is insane. Like his skill set is just—I don't know that I've like he's like he's almost like a a passing Dirk to me. Yes, <laughs> like just his range and his spatial awareness is just insane. And and you know, I think that's a good example. I don't know if he shoots as not as, as dirt, not as well right, as dirt, but, but still, it, it but, reminds me in a sense. But you're not going to leave him open yeah. on any mid range or long range. I mean, you're not you're not going to leave him open on anything. Yeah, I mean, he is, and with how great of a passer he is, yeah, it just and moving in trend, like, and he can push the ball up the court, like, and you have to respect it. It's he's he's a lot of fun to watch. I. <laughs> Didn't give him a lot of credit prior, and he, man, he really impressed me this nose. past year. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. His nose turns like super red, which is maybe why, maybe that's why they call him the Joker. Rudolph? Yeah. Well, I'm going yeah. to call him Rudolph. There you go. I mean, dude, it's like once that nose turns red, he's like, oh, okay, like he's in game mode now. Yeah. Um, dude, I mean, the guy's playing. I don't, I don't know. Like, do you consider, I would say, like, who would you consider the best players in the world right now? You know, Giannis. Giannis. Do you put Luca in that at all or no? no? Okay, no. so they got a, they have not to. anymore. I maybe would have last year. Uh huh. Just with what he did in the playoffs. Yeah. With how little help he had. I guess with Jalen Brunson and the revelation that he is. Oh man. I don't know that I can give Luca as much credit as I was giving him. I'm, dude. One of those that we thought that, especially because we thought that we would be watching. It, that it was going to be the Mavericks and the Nuggets mm-hmm. in the Western Conference Finals once the trade came through with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I mean that's what I, that's who I thought I'd, it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a disaster because I thought Kyrie was just going to blow it up, like he did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he played well. I think with the Mavs, but I just don't think they had him and Luca just weren't good enough to carry that team. Well, I don't think he played very often though, too. Kyrie Irving, I don't know how They didn't play well played. together and they shut down. Like they had a chance to make it to the playoffs and they sat Luca and mm-hmm. Kyrie and so I was talking with a guy who's like a big Mavs fan mm-hmm. and apparently if they win that game and they get into the playoffs, they have to give up their pick. And uh, so I thought they just got a better chance at um, Wimby. So, so did I, but apparently it was it was a no. They um, they looked at it. Did they think they had a chance to win it all, or just or was it just going to be a playoff run? And they felt it was just going to be a playoff run. I feel like you're obligated to do that as a franchise to your team or to your fans, though. Like to compete. Hey. Like you're in the business of competing. Compete. Right, but you're also in the business of trying to, you know win one but if you're losing 
a pick. I get that. What was a top but, ten pick? So like they were, they would have, it would have been the number ten pick. Mm-hmm. And so that's so it was like protected or not protected. So it was like whether or not they make the playoffs. So they could have looked at it and be like, hey, you're gonna get a top ten pick. Um, you have some players that are hurt, but you also to- have Luca. And I know that I feel like if the Cavs would have done that when LeBron was there, that would have been another reason why he would have left. If you have an all-time great potentially player like Luca, yeah, you don't want to set in his mind like, okay, we're okay with losing. We want with as competitive as I feel like he's shown himself to be. Mm-hmm. He doesn't count himself out at any point. I'm sure he would have loved to have gotten into the playoffs and like, okay, it's a fresh start. Let's go and compete. But if you're, because you want to, I don't know when his contract uh, ends, but it's got to be pretty soon, and you want to start enticing him to stay. Who, That's why Lucas, Luca, yeah, okay, gotcha. That's I why they he's... brought in Kyrie to try and get him some help to entice him to want to stay. Because I think Luca's super young. He um, is super young, but I don't think his contract is gonna last that much longer. I don't know what year he's on, but I think it's only one, two, three more years left. Man. Uh, I mean, he's 24, mm-hmm. so he still has quite a bit of His quite a bit of time. Time in the league left, but how much time does he have left with the Mavericks on in contract? Uh, let me look at that. They uh, it just pulled up on. Just um, look up, I guess, um, Luka Doncic contract. Yeah, because uh, um, it it started going into like, oh, hey, wh- what's up with this? What's up with that? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has, yeah. So he just signed a five year. He did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause I, a lot of the discussion when they brought Kyrie in was, okay, we're trying to entice Luca to want to stay, but I guess that maybe stems from with guys being willing and able to just request a trade at any point. Mm, that gotcha. may have been the genesis of that rhetoric. And it, I mean, it definitely, definitely it's a possibility could. too. Like, Look at James Harden. He's the last three years. He's had like three different trade requests. It's wild, man. And, then, and now he wants to potentially go back to the Rockets. Did he say that? I think there has been a lot of conversation of like he prefers to go back to the Rockets. So that brings up a point that I definitely believe, and I don't think we got to talk about it last time, but about Victor Oladipo and how good Victor Oladipo has played whenever he's lived in Indiana. So. Victor Oladipo went on a tear in the March Madness. Um, did he play for Indiana? He did play for okay. the, he played for the Indiana. I remember Hoosiers. him being good when he played for the Pacers, right? And then being, catastrophic injury, being super good, mm-hmm. and so. But he he had I mean I think he and and so whenever he got drafted, what was would, the the team that he was on? Was he with Paul George? Or no, no, that no, was after I, yeah. Paul George. Yeah, I think so. Okay, because uh, Paul George, you know, he, that's where Paul George made his name was in Indiana, getting with the Pacers. swept by LeBron year after Oof. year. <laughs> I mean, it's tough, bro. It's tough. Uh, the uh, I mean, that's always one of those you look back at, and they are like they were they were good for the East. That was the problem. They were good for the East, but not the Cleveland Cavaliers, but not good against the West. And then finally they started putting some pieces together and was like, oh, okay, like here's how we win, you know, a conference or not a conference, but here's how we win a finals. And, 
and they did. They beat the. Um, eventually, they beat the. Uh, Who are you talking uh, about? The Cavaliers. Oh, and they beat that, the Warriors. Yeah, when they beat the Warriors. But uh, my guess is you were talking about when LeBron was, you know, making it to the finals with the Cavaliers and just not able to win it, mm-hmm. they, or or they were coming up short against the Celtics. Because he had when LeBron. Prior to leaving, he had like a stranglehold on the East. 100%. And he just terrorized the Wizards and the Pacers year after year. Yeah. And yeah. I think Paul George and Gilbert Arenas was were on those teams. And uh, they and then um, who was it? John Wall was on the... Mm, uh, the Wizards. Uh, the Wizards, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was out, he was so good, too. He was so quick. The I, I think it would be great. So, Victor Oladipo, if you look at his career, man, he did... Every time he's not played in in this the the, the state of Indiana, the, yeah, man, he has not done what he does when he lives in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, playing for Miami, he comes off the bench. I don't think he starts. Um, when he played in when he got drafted, went to Orlando, he was not very good. You know, all, people consider him a bust. Then he went to Indiana, got traded to the Pacers, and I was like, dude, I think it's just a an environment thing for him. Yeah, that he does really, really well in Indiana, and I wonder if that's be the same thing for James Harden because James Harden in Houston was no joke, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I attribute his thing to just age, though. Could be. I think he's just gotten older and can't affect the game like he used to be able to. He just doesn't have that explosiveness. Yeah, I mean, and then. Where I sent you that he was looking for, and they've uh, cracked down a lot. They've intentionally cracked down on the foul grifting, oh, and that yeah. was such a big part of his game. It was, it was. I mean, he could just get to the and line. That, that's why he's not as successful in the playoffs, just because they let you play more in the playoffs. Oh, for sure, for sure. They, they definitely let you play a whole lot more because they're trying to. I mean, there are more eyes watching, so I think there's more scrutiny in the playoffs mm-hmm. than like, dude, y'all were. He was two feet from the guy, and somebody swiped, yeah, two feet away, and you're like, "Oh, there's a foul." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's like, do you think so? Then that begs the question: like, do you think playoff Harden is not really playoff Harden, but it's just he's not as good as we think he is? I think it's a combination of both things. Is I think he's kind of made it a science how much he relies on fouls and living on the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And he just can't do that in the uh, playoffs, so he's just not as effective. And he relies on that, so we perceive him as not being as good. He resorts to just shooting shots, just uh, mm. jump shots. He doesn't hit them, and that's kind of choking, quote unquote. Gotcha. And just it disrupts his entire game because he's, he's expecting to be able to get to the line, yeah, and play a slower game essentially, right? Yeah, like we're. Yeah, so and he's not able to control the pace of the game. I think I think that's a good point. I don't and and that that totally makes sense on why he why you get playoff hardened because yeah, you have a lot of teams that whenever you're in the playoffs, like everyone's looking to control the pace, mm-hmm. and those and his hit, means of controlling the pace just he can't do it right. So he's not an effective player, right? Or it's, not as effective of a player, yeah. Consist. At not as consistently effective. Absolutely, because if he was, and he would be getting those calls if he was making those shots, mm-hmm. right? Because then you have that other team is legitimately going to foul him then. Yeah. Make it really tough to make those shots. But if it's like, hey, we're just getting close and we're making that shot hard 
and you're expecting a foul call, but it's not coming. And there's just so many things that come along with being able to get to the free throw line that just impact the game on so many different levels that he's just not able to tap into Mm -hmm. that just really affect his game negatively. Oh, man, free throw is like, dude, you can sit there and you get two shots just to add points. And rest. And for sure, like... It makes guys play off of you more. You get more of an open shot. Mm-hmm. And his step back is more effective. Like, oh. Everything is positively affected by him being able to get to the free throw line. 100%. 100%. Because even that, too, on, on the flip side, you have people who are playing closer to you. Yeah. So, like, you're, like, to your point where you said the step back is, you know, you can kind of push off of them a little bit and then step back, and then you have just massive amounts of separation mm-hmm. and then they would call a foul on the other guy too while yeah. you try and attempt the shot so we'll see i do you think where is somewhere because i had sent you something he was looking for like a lot of money james harden yeah uh, i can't remember i sent it to you on instagram but he was looking for like 200 million or something like mm-hmm. that which that's a lot yeah or you know or 20 million a year something something along those lines um which I was like, holy shit. Because he took a pay cut this year, I think, mm-hmm. for the or he restructured his deal to try and get him to win. Yeah. I mean, dude, and it he he did great for one game, stole one mm-hmm. game win in the two forty point games in the Celtics series. Okay. Because they made it to a game seven and I think he had two games where he kind of balled out. But then the last game, that's the tough thing, man. The last game is the only one that everyone remembers. Yeah. Like. All the other ones, meaningless. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie Moneyball? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, it's a fantastic one. Is that the one with. um, With Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt and. What's Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. I love Jonah Hill. Oh, dude. It's. And it's so good. Jonah Hill is incredible in that. That Mm -hmm. movie. Um but in there, uh, Brad Pitt, who plays Billy Bean, says, if you don't win the last game of the year, nobody remembers. I was like, yeah. ooh, that is... That's why LeBron is... This is more beneficial for him because he's not a part of the last game of the season and he's not a lasting loss in your mind. Yeah. I, hey, I, and, and I guess so, because at the same time I look and I'm like, dang, man. But he got swept. I think that's if he would have just taken one. Uh, I guess for me, I wasn't him. I wasn't expecting him to even get to that uh, level of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he did is a positive. Yeah, for me. So it, him getting swept doesn't really bother me because I feel like he played well in the series and in the last game and. I don't expect 40-year-old LeBron to be able to carry his team past and with an inconsistent superstar like Anthony Davis. Yeah. So I give him a pass. But and, I'm also a LeBron fan, so right. I admit I'm biased. And D'Angelo Russell just being yeah. abs, <laughs> absolutely terrible. He was – Yeah. I, I got to find it, man, because it was something that was – he was so, so bad during that time period where it was – just a just an absolute I think it was oh you know what is this it I think it says that he was like negative his are you talking about his plus minus yes mm. his plus minus was just look up the box score from that game is that what it is yeah it would be in the box score it would just show their points rebounds all that and then at the end of 
at the end of it, it shows a plus shows minus. Plus minus, yeah. Yeah, because his plus minus, like on the court, or it shows on and off the court, right? Or no, or just off the court, or just sorry, just on the court. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because his plus minus on the court was um, man, dude, it was so it was so brutal. Because plus minus accounts for when you're off the court as well. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, so let's see here, because he he doesn't start. So now we just calculated it. His plus minus was minus, minus 12, twelve across the whole series. Which how many? And they probably and I know the last game. I mean, dude, just twelve points that changes a lot of things. But he was plus six in the last game, right? But if you can, but that was his only positive, positive game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was borderline unplayable for the series for sure, for sure. And so that was. So you don't. You don't think if you play, replace him with Kyrie, that makes him a more serviceable team? I mean, dude, it could, because Kyrie's amazing. Like, he's still super good. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's also, he's super good, but super destructive. But I feel like, for whatever sample size we had with him with LeBron, it just worked. So, I don't know if well, it, LeBron it, just keeps him on track, or if he's had such a losing streak of... Mm his reputation or whatever that he's just because he's apologized to LeBron yeah and said like oh I didn't realize how good I had it with you or whatever and well it worked until it didn't and that's always the that's always kind of like the thing that that I look at like so like it worked well and then it was like you said he apologized he kind of ran it back and so and, and I'm just playing devil's advocate because I I don't believe or have faith in (laughs) his ability to be a contributing member anymore to a championship level team Mm -hmm. but it's just fun to discuss the what ifs right so that so then that let's let's talk about another on 2k they'd be awesome right (laughs) i'd win five championships in a row easily (laughs) easily sweeping the nuggets right no 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 problem at all so then that brings me to a quick question that i have then do you how good if if Wimby shows up and he is, let's just say, 85% of the hype. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that he'll be really good. He's winning a championship year one if he's 85% of the hype. Stop. No, like, as hyped as he's been. Okay. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be that good. Just the level of expectation that they've set on this guy. Like, I heard Chris Broussard say, if he ends up being Kevin Durant, it'd be a disappointment. That's if he insane. ends up being Hakeem Lajuan, it'd be a disappointment. What? Like, That's crazy. <laughs> so, wait, 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 quick question, because you're a LeBron fan. When did LeBron take the Cavs to the finals when they got swept by the Spurs? Was that his first year? No, 07. Was it? 07. And he came in in 03? Was it 03? Mm-hmm. So, oh, year okay. four. Oh, gotcha. I don't know why I thought it was sooner than that. So, um, I'm talking about his first year. His first year. Used, As a rookie, he didn't yes. even make the playoffs. Oh, he didn't? LeBron mm-hmm. didn't? No. Wow. See, I think that, and that's that's crazy because I made a bold statement. I think that the Spurs make the playoffs the first year that Wimby's there. I don't know about the second year, but I think that the first year. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in him holding up. Just really? as big as he is. Things going to get hurt? I think so. That sucks. I think so too. I'm with you. <laughs> I am very concerned about all the hype around a 19, 20 year old kid. That's seven five and really thin. Oh, yes, it's. I don't know. I hope he lives up to the hype. 
it'd be mm. awesome to live in the city with that much like that big of a name yeah but i don't know the track record of guys that big is not good it's not i the only one who who i can think of that that i remember who who was really good was yao ming and he even broke down yeah he did i mean he was really good but he he did break down it was everyone thought that he was going to be the answer to shack mm-hmm. and he was not shack Shaq took that personally. Yeah. <laughs> I loved seeing what came out of Shaq when he would play against Yao Ming. It was. He, like, that's what he was projected as. Like, oh, he's the Shaq stopper. Right. And Shaq, like, really, he's a, I feel like Shaq is, he takes things personally a lot. Oh, for sure. And he uses them as fuel to be as great as he was. Absolutely. So I think that pushed him to a lo- another level of greatness. So, Wimby's comes in and... <laughs> and he's real thin, mm-hmm. right? Tall, thin. Um, obviously, the height, and you know, apparently, he has a shooting touch, which I think he only got second place though in um, overseas where okay. he was at. So he hasn't. I don't think he hasn't won at at that level. So I mean, coming over here, that's why I'm like, I think I mean, with the play in now, I think really helps. Mm-hmm. So I do think they have a chance to make yeah. the playoffs with the play in. LeBron would have probably made the play, the play in. I think so too. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't because some of these because even the the fact of it being attainable to make the play in, you don't shut down as early right in the season. Like if right. you have something to shoot for and you have a young team like OKC, yes. like you give them something to to shoot for. You give these young players experience. I like that team a lot, by the way. Oh man, Shy. I don't know if it's Shay or Shy. Uh-huh. He's so much fun to watch dude they're, they're, they got they, and they have them is it giddy something special happening is it giddy the i don't know i, I haven't paid hair. that much attention okay yeah I haven't, I haven't paid that much attention to it other than like noticing like wait a minute these guys are because like the, the lebron game where he broke the record they were unfazed and like okay yeah we're still winning this game wow they were and lebron went for it that game yeah oh for sure man you want to win the game that you have a you know, hopefully your your team behind you wants yeah. to win as bad that was, as you do. Do you remember all like the reactions of like people like AD no. and stuff? They seemed like annoyed by him breaking the record. Like they s- sat down, weren't cheering, standing up, or they weren't even looking in the direction of LeBron. They looked like disgusted when they stopped the game. It was weird. Oh, huh. I don't know. I have to go back and look at that. I think it's weird that they stopped the game. Yeah, you know. I mean, unless they called timeout, which. You know, hopefully you do because it's a big record. Call timeout. Mm-hmm. You're going to play with one of the greatest players, you know, of all time. I believe the second greatest player of all time. Like, embrace it. Like, yeah. dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's incredible. Definitely the he he had the most longevity, or sorry, the most effective in longevity. Right where he's mm-hmm. still because Kobe played. I think Kobe played until how old was Kobe? I think he played to his twentieth year as well. But yeah. He was a shell of himself. Right, right. Which I mean, and and then he was still affecting the game, but he wasn't affecting every game. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like LeBron, he wasn't affecting the season. Exactly. He couldn't. He could tap into it for like his last game. Yes. But he couldn't consistently get up to get his team into the playoffs. Right. Right. And then, um, whereas I mean, of course, LeBron has helped too mm-hmm. with you know AD, Anthony Davis, but. Anthony Davis wasn't healthy all season. Yeah. Right. So, 
I mean, I think there, there are just there's so much good that can be said about LeBron in in how well he played the game, how he how he's adapted his basketball IQ, like those things. So it's like, dude, come on, man. Like, yeah, show the guy some love. Like, yeah, he, he won. But it's it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I think with the play in tournament, though, Wimby can take the Spurs because the the Mavericks were in it and. What was their record? Was like thirty seven and forty four or something like I that? I feel like Pop is gonna be with all of the injury stuff and everything, Pop is gonna be super conservative with Wimby. And uh-huh. he's like the king of load management. So I don't know that we'll even see full on Wimby, like minutes wise. Gotcha. I heard somebody say that they feel like Pop is the problem. Like Pop mm. needs to go. I think that Josh was talking about that in the Discord. Like, really, Pop should have been fired years ago. I'm putting you on blast, Josh. Dude, <laughs> I don't know. Like with Monty Williams being available, I don't know why that switch just doesn't happen. Because he's a just... Pop successor. Yes, that, that may be the perfect setup. I mean, dude, because San Antonio loves Monty. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, and and they wouldn't get fired for. For taking a team, like, I don't know, man. I think that Monty Williams, he has just gotten... Yeah, he shouldn't have been fired for what happened. Seeing what Jokic has done this this uh, playoff series... Without a doubt. They didn't stand a chance. Like, oh, yeah. They were so depleted. Yeah. And they th- he didn't have a rotation to, to lean upon. Chris Paul was hurt. Mm-hmm. All you had was Booker and KD. Right. And they... You can't ask any two singular players to do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you. It was against a team as as well rounded as the Nuggets. Absolutely. Well, even that. I think of Monty Williams before too. He also uh, he he took the Pelicans from nobody. Yeah, and then got them to the playoffs with Anthony Davis. Was he there with Chris Paul too? Um, I can't remember. I think he was there with the early Chris Paul, like those good Chris Paul. Uh, Pelicans teams. I don't know. I don't know. It, uh, he might. Maybe uh, we'd have to go back and see. But I know that he had he had bounced around a little bit. But whenever he was there, he got the, he took them from being nobodies, got them into the playoffs, got everyone working around Anthony Davis at the time, to where they were really good. He also did the same thing with Oklahoma City, um, and then even with the uh, the Suns. Yeah. So he was there for the. He was. In New Orleans from 2010 to 2015, and I think Chris Paul was there during that time. No, I don't think so. He wasn't. He, maybe he was, but at the end, because I know that he was. I know Chris Paul was there in 2008. I just don't know when he got traded to the um, to the the Clippers, and they made Lob City. Bro, Lob City was so much fun to watch. They were so good. So Chris Paul was with the Pelicans from 09 to. Or no, he was with the Pelicans from 05 to... To 2009. 2010, 2011. Oh, okay, gotcha. So he was there for one season. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then, yeah, Monty Williams, man, he, he came in and he took that... Because I think after that, I don't know when Anthony Davis came in the league, but I know that's who the Pelicans got. New mm-hmm. Orleans got Anthony Davis. Yeah. And then and he took them from being a has-been team to just up there where they needed to be in yeah. playoff contention. Then they let him go. Um, but man, to be honest, just coaching the NBA is just so difficult because mm-hmm. you'll be doing great, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, we didn't win it, or we didn't." You know, who knows? There's always yeah. things in the background. But I don't know, man. It I I would personally like to have Monty Williams here 
I think mm-hmm. that would do great for so San Antonio. to be mentored by Pop or just to replace Take Pop over. all together Let, yeah. right now. Right now, let's make well, it happen. I know that San Antonio would be down for that. I know because they like deify Pop for sure. For sure. I mean, it's Pop, Parker, um, Ginobili, Dun- yeah, Ginobili, Duncan, Duncan and, and Robinson, Robinson for yeah. sure. And then the Iceman, Gervin. You know, so. I don't know that he's on the level with those four guys. No, he's five. not. He's not, but I mean, he still shoots commercials here and everything like that. Like most people wouldn't be able to like to point out George Gervin mm-hmm. if he was walking around the mall. Yeah. Whereas like they could point out Parker, Ginobili, Duncan, and I mean, Duncan and Robinson is no fair because like they're, <laughs> they're eight feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But still. Yeah, I saw, I've seen Tim Duncan once just at Dick Sporting Goods and I'm like, who is that random shaggy haired eight foot tall guy? Yeah. And then I look and oh, it's Tim Duncan. Yeah. I know it's just like and people just leave them alone. Like I think that's I think that's, I that's, think that's good. That's good and awesome, and I'm sure it's why they want to stay here. Yeah, but it's just with how much people are obsessed with like cloud and everything, I'm surprised that they allow them to just live their lives. Yeah, like it's really cool. I, I think the other thing too, it all depends on where. Because like if you go to a Spurs game, like mm-hmm. dude, David Robinson, everyone is just coming after that guy. To take but you photos. expect that at a Spurs game? Maybe so. Like if you're a Spurs player and you go to a Spurs can Spurs game, it's almost expected. I like, think yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and then just outside of that, if they're just like at a restaurant eating, it's yeah. just like hey, like hey, hi. let them right, yeah. Like, not even don't even say hi. Just be like oh look, there they are. Like yeah. let them eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine sitting there trying to eat and then somebody comes by? Like it would be like the equivalent of your kid every time just going like hey, was that good? <laughs> hi, yeah, hi. How is it? I don't know. I haven't even gotten to take a bite yet. Okay, yeah. but when you do, make sure you tell me. And then, like, yeah. you take a bite, and they're like, how is it? And you're like, yeah. okay, bro. I haven't even started chewing. I feel like it's worse, though, because you actually love your kid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is just some random guy you don't know. Who's from. a grown man. Yes. <laughs> and your child is, like, three to five years old. And you're like, yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So do you think the Spurs – I think the Spurs – here's my hot take. I think the Spurs make it – to the playoffs next year. I don't think that's that ludicrous of cuz I mean look at the landscape of the West this past year. Like that's what almost that, everybody was in it <laughs> in contention for the playoffs. Yeah. Like people that were tanking for Wimby were right. in playoff contention. Yeah, they were super super close. And then the uh it was who was it? It was the Pistons who had the worst le- or worst record mm-hmm. and then the Rockets and the Spurs were tied for um the second worst if you will. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at. I was looking at it, and I think the I think the uh, the Mavs were in contention at like 37 and 44, and so that's 37 wins. So does Wimby win you with the team that they have right now? Can, and I don't know those Spurs roster well enough to. I don't either. But but here's the thing: they they won 20 games. So let's say 41 gets you in. Let's just say yeah, let's say 40 wins gets you in. Mm-hmm. 40 win and yin. Uh does Wimby can Wimby get you 20 wins Mm, and they were actively tanking so I think that's right feasible that's why that's why I'm like dude I think there's a chance here yeah I think there's a really good chance now I'm not saying that he's gonna go like Western Conference Finals or any of that stuff like trying to keep the the expectation low yeah but still like have some expectation for the second highest touted prospect of all time number one i think is lebron james because mm-hmm. i remember him coming out and 
or whenever he was coming up, everybody in the United States knew about him. Yeah. So where I feel like Wimby, like people are, you know, basketball fans knew about him, but it wasn't like maybe because he's from France as well. But. Yeah. So outside of LeBron, because I don't want my bias to get into the conversation of what I'm about to ask. Uh-oh. Who, who that has been as highly touted or have been has pl- had as great of expectations placed upon them has lived up to it the closest, other than LeBron? Because I think he's like the standard just cop out answer for oh the expectations being the highest being met. Who's someone else that has had high expectations and been the closest to meeting them? Oh man. Probably I had and I think that's a benefit. Those who don't have high expectations are it's easy for them to exceed it. Like Jimmy Butler. Well, he, I think Steph Curry. No one really expected Steph Curry to come in true. and be like, Oh my gosh, this guy Or Jokic, like he was a second round pick. There's a ton of guys sure. that you that exceed expectations because initially expectations weren't that high. Right. Because all I can think of are, so, I mean. Because Jordan's expect, not even the GOAT conversation, like his expectations weren't as high as LeBron's. No, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. So I mean, it was easy for, not easy, but he exceeded them relatively easy. Yeah, and LeBron's, I, I think some of that too is LeBron's own doing. But taking LeBron out of the conversation because we could debate on that. Who, yeah. Who is... Well, well, LeBron's. I mean, so like the expectations for LeBron, I thought, yeah, some of those two were were were, were people coming in and saying things into his ear that gave him that mm-hmm. greater think of like, oh, I'm I'm gonna be that good. Um, I see, like the people that I think of who kind of met quote unquote those expectations, because I feel like it's only it, the only people that we put those type of expectations on are quarterbacks and right the basketball player that you put those expectations on i don't know that there's been anyone other than zion in my lifetime that's had that high like zion and wimby yeah kind of the tent pole guys and Wimby hasn't met it yet yeah and um zion is kind of shaping up to be a bust yeah he just can't stay healthy the so well he's healthy now but he doesn't feel like zion right that means i mean people also people figure out how to play that's why i think wimby may make it the first may make it to the playoffs the first season and then not the second season because he's such an anomaly and it'll take time to figure out 100 percent. you know like oh okay well this is how especially because it's easier to score in the nba than it is overseas Mm -hmm. um they're a little bit more physical over there yeah and so that's going to be you know so so there's that i think of like so and and that's the expectation talk right so like does that is that mean that they're going to like win a championship because I think like Kevin uh, Kevin Garnett KG he had big expectations coming out whenever he came out of high school um, he was real hyped a lot of a lot of stuff behind him he came and showed out but he didn't win one till close to the tail end of his career mm-hmm. um, not when he was in not when he was like KG yeah running through like people there was in a, Minnesota. a point in time I remember when I first moved to San Antonio. There was a debate between him and Tim Duncan. Oh, he was so good, and because KG Prime KG was a monster, so much fun to watch, yeah. and like it was, 
we talk about Tim Duncan a lot on here and we right. have a lot of respect for him. It was feasible to have that conversation of, okay, who's the, the better between them? For sure. It quickly became ridiculous to have that conversation because mm-hmm. of what Tim Duncan accomplished. Yeah. But, but that just speaks the, to the level that KG was, how talented he was. But also the team that, that Tim Duncan had around him was yeah, always was a lot so much more talented. Better, yeah. For sure. Even that, like I remember when Blake Griffin was coming up and Blake Griffin had better stats like his first four years mm-hmm. than Tim Duncan did. And I brought oh, that wow. up to like some Spurs fans and they're all like, you let me know when he wins four championships or three championships. <laughs> and I was like, look, it's a team game. Yeah. Like there are other things that come into it, but mm-hmm. like, I mean, let's recognize the greatness and appreciate it. You know, like, yeah. like even though like with LeBron, I'm like, look, I don't think he's Jordan, but I'm still going to appreciate the greatness and the impact that he had on the game. Yeah. Um. So I think of Kobe Bryant because these are guys who won it, but they didn't win it till they had a great team around them. Yeah, but no one's won it really without a great team around. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, totally. So that's what makes basketball is I feel uniquely hard to evaluate because mm-hmm. one singular player can affect the game so much, but it is also so team dependent. Right. It's a hard balance to kind of evaluate and judge because they're not playing one game yeah they are playing um you know that you play a series Mm -hmm. which that's the other thing that makes it really tough because as a great player like i look at the the first time lebron played the warriors without uh Kyrie, like the the jr fumble game right that singular greatness of lebron could have won them that game Mm. but and he showed that he's clearly the best player on the court, I feel like. But even if he's the best player, he doesn't have the team around him. It's irrelevant. Right. I mean, but that happens all the time, right? Yeah. Like, even Steph Curry can go out there and, you know, drop 60 from the, you know, from behind the arc. But that's, you're, that's you're my... You're still going to... So, they are at, talented. Like, the game suits itself to allow one singular game from a player like that. Right. But, like you're saying, a series eliminates and truly shows... Which team is better. Which team is better. But then we evaluate players as if it's a singular player game. So, it's hard to evaluate for me. Absolutely. Uh, but that's what makes March Madness so fun. Because in college, you get to see that. You'll have mm-hmm. one guy who'll come in and go, oh, my goodness. Yeah, like, like um, Carmelo. Right. Perfect example. Yeah. You know, he's able to come in. Or you have, you know, Derek Rose for Memphis. Mm-hmm. And then Mario Chalmers <laughs> just hits a crazy, yeah. you know, like, and so that's the that's the ebb and flow of it, right? Mm-hmm. So you have, like, two examples. Um, another one, Anthony Davis won his for Kentucky when they won theirs. He had a terrible game. Comes in the locker room and goes, guys, I suck. Yeah. But there ain't a, and then, but then he ends the game with, like, 25 rebounds hardly any points but he was like guys y'all just shoot all night and i'm gonna go up and get everything and he did and they ended up blowing i I have to look i know they won it and i'm pretty sure they won it handily um because if there was something that was coming off the glass you can have that individual performance and win a game yeah but you're not to your point yeah you're not winning a series and that it that does make basketball tough because you don't get to go out there and I i feel like lebron did that a lot in his career he had those singularly great games where he just elevated, but he didn't have necessarily the talent around him. Mm-hmm. And him elevating for that game got him to a better position, but he didn't have the team around him to 
win the series. And but people are just harping on, oh well, his singular game, blah blah blah, and people just get tired of, well, he didn't win at all. So yeah. it's but there's so many players that you could say that about yeah. too. You know, the good thing is that he won four. Mm-hmm. You know, the bad thing is like he lost six. Yeah, right. Like, and that's always the that's always the tough thing. It's like, hey, you've been to the finals and just not not fifty percent. You know, yeah. That. And I think that's the that's the part that that hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was. You know, that, that's why he had the, you know, because I think that if he wouldn't have gone to the Heat, I mean, he wouldn't have two rings for yeah. sure. He probably wouldn't have ever won one. I think he would have won some. I don't know. I don't know that the Cavs would have gotten a wake-up call to do anything. I mean, if, I think eventually they would have, they would something would have happened. You get lucky, you get a pick, you get something, but it would have i think it would have and then too you know if the raptors got lucky how they did like yeah <laughs> i'm just saying like i think eventually he definitely would have won one but back to what you were saying with that expectation level mm-hmm. you know they everyone is kind of like with wimby like oh dude he's definitely he's gonna win at least two yeah and then you hear guys like charles barkley and these other greats that are like dude you know how tough it is to win one yeah one not, you know, like, got to win one. Got Placing championships on guys that haven't done anything yet. Like, haven't even stepped into, haven't gotten a uniform, haven't gotten a number. <laughs> right. It's, it's, yeah. it's wild. Uh, so, so I mean, we'll see the, um, I mean, I, whenever, you know, whenever you had asked, you know, the LeBron, uh, but most of them were just bust. Like, Greg Oden was supposed to be really good. Injuries, you yeah. know, um, Derek Rose was real, really highly touted, and he was great and MVP candidate. I think he won. He an won MVP. an MVP, and then, um, and then I mean they were they were really close to having a really good team around him to mm-hmm. win, and then he was just, my opinion, he was just so explosive that his body couldn't handle it. Yeah. Um. So there's, I mean, there, there was quite a few, but to actually, I mean, but even like, what is that expectation coming out like with the Wimby? Like, I want to ask somebody like, what do you expect? Do you expect, you know, because people are saying the dynasty's back. Yeah. Do bro, are you trying to say y'all are about to win six championships? Oh my gosh, it's insane. Yeah. Not, not two, not, not three. This is the decision moment. Oh for my Spurs gosh, fans. dude! And I'm like, I'm like, hey, like, just enjoy it that you get to that you get back to. You're in the playoffs. Something to be excited about as a Spurs fan. Yeah. And you're in the playoffs again. Yeah. For however long until you put it together and it gets it gets better. Like. Yeah. Or it doesn't, but enjoy it because have realistic expectations, Spurs fans. It's, that's it. It's a lot more enjoyable on this side <laughs> as a fan. Like it really having real is. expectation, realistic expectations for LeBron. I was just able to enjoy this playoff run, right? Without without going like James, not destroying my my uh, happiness levels every night or whatever. Exactly, like, exactly. Where you're like. <laughs> Or <laughs> it's like, hey, dude, I can't believe they won. Like, yeah. they would win, and and you know, I'll like, just be giddy. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> I didn't think they were going to win, <laughs> yeah. but they did. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Instead of, oh, I I don't know why they didn't win. It was yeah. the refs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, unless you're LeBron James, you ain't getting those calls. No, I'm joking. I'm, joking. <laughs> um, I'm over being here, over here being realistic, and you're still I'm trying to sure. troll. I know, man. I know. I know. And and. and I, and I want the Spurs. I want because I want the Spurs to be good because I want to be a fan. Mm-hmm. But Spurs fans, Same. Spurs fans, kind of will. It's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. But it is what it is. Hey, so 
the summer is here. So it is upon us as of the recording of this episode. My son will be getting out on summer break. Um, your daughter is about to go to, uh, well, my son will be going to middle school. My oldest will. And your mm-hmm. daughter will be going to first grade. First grade. So we're stepping into our dad, dad talk for the day. And so um, what if we started calling it the same? Like this is the real dads of destiny because we're trying to impart destiny to our kids. I'll coin that. I like that. You're this welcome, This is the dads dude. of destiny segment. It is. This is like the I real like one. because that. like that's. That. Yeah, so that because it was a, uh, um, it was one of those like, man, we, we have such a strong podcast name that we're just speaking destiny to our kids' lives. That, Amen. Uh, you know, I love that. Here for it. So, um, this is the real destiny talk. We're trying to hopefully help you help your kids. So, we want to talk about um, the transitional phase that comes up. So, like milestone transitions. So. What are what are some things like that you're doing to kind of prep um, your daughter Violet for that next like that next step? And then Judah is what two years out from school? Is that right? Uh, so he won't go this year, but the following year. Okay, and I think that's actually when Micah goes too. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, um, so what are like what are some, do y'all do anything? What are some things that you, that you have planned? Like those milestones, like do you celebrate them? Uh, what are some things that, that, that y'all, that you do? For me, I think I'm really big on celebrating accomplishments and recognizing like, okay, you did something that's worth being proud of. Mm-hmm. And let's take the time to appreciate that, to acknowledge it, to thank God for it and not just move on to the next thing. We'll yeah. have the time to move on to that. We'll address it when we get to it. And not just like blowing it off or whatever, but taking the time to just revel in it. And I feel like gratitude and expressing gratitude is very beneficial for Mm. just being a person and living. I feel like living with gratitude really is beneficial. Um, But in transitioning, I feel like it's helpful to set expectations Yeah, to kind of give them a roadmap. And like we were talking about it today or yesterday when we were she was taking some of her stuff home from kindergarten. So she had her nap mat and I'm t- talking about like, okay, you're not going to the worst right here. This <laughs> one little piece of information that you have to share with your child. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm telling her, like you just had a nap. You're not going to have naps anymore after no. this. And like, you're always tired at the end of the day. And she was like excited. I'm t- telling her like, you're probably going to fall asleep in the car while we're on our way to go be- get your brother. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm not. I'm awake. Blah, blah, blah. She falls asleep. Of course. <laughs> and just setting those expectations of, okay, you're going to be held to a new standard. What yeah. you've grown accustomed to, you're going to have to grow past that. Mm. And just setting that expectation, helping them realize that, okay, there's growth that needs to occur. I'm comfortable in the position that I'm in, but growth needs to occur for me to get to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, so and then with Eli, one one of the things that we do is definitely practicing that gratitude, mm-hmm. but also the the reflection part. Yeah. Okay. Hey, like all right, let's look back at it. What are some things that we did that were awesome? Mm-hmm. What are some things that we did this year that um, that we can kind of reflect back at and go, okay, I just need to work on like that. the highs and lows. Yeah, thing that you were talking about. Yeah, like that's one of the things that we'll do. We'll be like, hey, like what was our high? Like what was what was our what was our low? And by the way, that whole high low thing, 
do we may even make a segment of that that I can share with everyone because that thing has taken up a whole thing of its own. What do you mean? Like we have for great news, for bad news, for <laughs> I mean, like every, like there's extra there's like things. a scale. There is the, the, the great news. There the, is yeah the mid news. The, there is there really is dude. If something is like a first world problem, like yeah. it's like oh my low is that like I my forget. phone charger broke. Yes, <laughs> I'm serious. Like we yeah. have that, and we're like oh no. I mean, like yeah. we kind of. Not embarrass each other, but we it helps you kind of keep perspective. Like, okay, I'm privileged enough to recognize that this isn't something that's really exactly. detracting from the value of my life. Exactly, exactly. And so we'll we'll we'll, we'll do that one because I think it'll, it's fun and helps, especially for for younger yeah. for younger kids. It, it, and good and good family time when that's you're all good, sitting around That's good because I feel table. like that gives you the space to acknowledge that it is an inconvenience, right? But also the awareness to realize that in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that important. <laughs> yeah. It's don't be petty. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's what we would say as like adults, like don't be petty, bro. Yeah. You know, and, and real, and because there's so many things that we allow to take over our day and mm-hmm. start to govern it and mess like with it. Like the, the losing a basketball game like that. Yeah. I, feel, I know so many people that sports teams dictate right. their attitude and just that's such a first world problem. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You're mean to your family the oh. rest of the week. Like, stop it. Yes, for sure, for sure. And so, and I'm guilty. Like I've been yeah. there before. But it is one of those like you look at it in retrospect, and you're like, yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. And and having that, that's one of the things that we will go back at this milestone is that it's the it's the reflection and the preparation. Mm-hmm. Is all right. Let's like let's reflect. Like what was good. What was bad? What could the things could we have done better? Is there anything that we could have avoided to make things better? Um, and then, in as we move forward, like hey, like how you had said, like the, here's the expectations too in that in the preparation of yeah, you know, all right, now you're fixing to go walk to a different class mm-hmm. because what he does right now is he'll pack his backpack full of like all his books, like just dogman books, avatar books. Yeah, like, like my daughter will just put a bunch of stuffies and stuffed animals in her backpack. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, all right, like that's cool, but like yeah. you're not going to want to carry that because you're going to have all these other books that you're going to have to carry and navigate and all these different yeah. things. So there is that part of it where... Um, we were going to celebrate. We we're going to do some fun things over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, try and plan some some fun trips and and hangouts and his birthdays in the summer. So we're going to try and celebrate those things. But then, like you said, it's it, the milestones are great to celebrate. But then we need to turn around and provide that expectation of yeah. okay, hey, we made it to this point. Let's celebrate it now. Where are we going next? Don't get complacent. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah like where it's, we, it's a. It's a balance because you don't want to just gloss over things and just be on to the next. But mm-hmm. you also don't want to get stuck and complacent within that milestone and just not prepare for the next thing. Exactly. Because some of it is, and we don't want to celebrate it so big that there is that expectation. Like he's going to middle school. That they like, oh, I got this. Like I 
already graduated from elementary, like middle school isn't something to worry about. Exactly. Exactly. Where it's like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe that you graduated, you know, like, oh, whereas like high school, okay, like that's a big graduation to celebrate. Yeah. But the transition from like elementary to middle school is like, oh, cool. High five. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, all right, we're going to hang out. We're going to have some fun. We're going to eat your favorite restaurant. Like that's going to be, but that's basically going to be it, you know? Yeah. And then he gets his reward for A's and stuff like that. You know, um, mm-hmm. you get, we give him some money. For, for those things. So, but it's, it's, it's still keeping that perspective. Yeah. And, and then doing that is like, all right, your next milestone. Cause when he gets, when he finishes sixth grade, it's not going to be one of those where like, oh, okay, it's going to be just as big, you know, or like going to high school. Yeah. Maybe the celebration gets a little bit more cause he's a big bit, deal though. Like there's a lot of things that happen occur in high school right right finishing high school is great because it's like all right like hey like you're about to step in the real world so Mm -hmm. we start to you know kind of one of the celebrations is like hey um here's a celebration you have more chores that you need to do like you're gonna need to help like (laughs) with mowing the lawn like so there's there is that that expectation and that transitional milestones but it is that the preparation for okay hey like we're gonna celebrate this now this is what's expected for the next one. So we have all summer to prepare of maybe a little bit of time management, maybe not as much video games, maybe still continuing the reading, like those mm-hmm. things like that, picking up a couple more sports. So that way his body has a chance to develop, you mm-hmm. know, cause being outside helps you so much. Yeah. And I think that especially here in Texas, cause it gets super hot that we can kind of miss out on just like, oh, it's fine. Like, especially as dads now that play video games, it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like we'll just hang out together. But it is one of those like, hey, you know, we need to get out and be yeah. active. Um, Cause that's, we're going to be stunting their development. Yeah. And then you always hear parents say, oh, well, you know, back in my day we were out running around. Well, yeah, you dictate kid- what <laughs> your kids do. Exactly. Like, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, okay, like, so then all you have to do is get rid of the game system and then give them the opportunities to go run around. Mm -hmm. So celebrate the milestones and I'm, I'm totally with you. It's the setting those expectations and preparing them for them for what's about to happen. Cause more than likely they got really used to, like you said, taking that nap. Yeah. Eli's really used to just being in one classroom. Now he's in a, all right, you got, seven different teachers now mm-hmm. he's used to just having one yeah and then this year they did a good job they, they gave him three teachers so he kind of jumped around between them um and they were like oh yeah we want them to get used to it but it's about to double he's mm-hmm. going to go from three different teachers to like seven or eight and a coach that's there all the time and not just when we pay for one right yeah so it'll be a it'll be good you anything else you want to add I think you put a put a bow on it. Man, here we go. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. God bless. <laughs>